Podcast with your host, Dave Neal. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. Your host, Dave Neal, uh, co-host Tasha Courtney. Hello, hello. And friend Nate. Hey. What's up? I am so happy to have you on the podcast today. This is so exciting for me. I am so excited too. I literally uh, told my boyfriend, I was like, man, I love white people. Like, I went to, <laughs> I went to the comedy store and, you know, I didn't make potluck, but I had this great conversation with Dave and he was so helpful. Oh, and, wow. You know, I know, seriously. Aww. And I was like, I have such a love-hate relationship with white people, not you. I <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, you can't hate, you just can't lump anybody into anything. We're it's trying to great. win over one person at a time. And Thank I, I you. love that you, you came in here and I offered you a box of white wine and you see, like, you're looking at us like, look at these white motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> like, boxed wine. Like, I love stuff. it. I love it. Yeah. I don't even think twice. I just slide it out like I'm taking a book out of the library. Like, that'll do. I was like, that's what we Because I was going to stop by Trader Joe's and I was like, you know what, for y'all, since y'all have just been so amazing, um, maybe I won't do the two buck chuck. You know, I'll do the, I have a level beforehand that another wonderful white woman called me out on. Like, I had the two buck chuck in my cart and I was about to check out and she was like, honey, there is another wine that's a dollar more that's so much better than this. Really? And walk, I'm like, let me show you. Like, I feel like she upgraded me. And I've been buying that wine. I can't think of the name of it, of course, right now. As soon as you find out, you need I to was, let us know. I will bring you a bottle of it. And they have a wonderful rosé yeah, wine. That's so rude to her. It no, was, it's not. It, you know, I felt like she was upgrading me. I would have been like, just for that, I'm buying the table wine from the rest <laughs> of my life. No, I felt like, you know, I don't mind being like, like, show me some nice things. Like, upgrade well, me. Well, yeah, you know? that's a secret. You don't know. Wait, that I'm that's sorry. Was she working a... there? No, she was oh. not. It was another mm. customer. Okay. All right. Trader Joe's is a friend. I'll give Trader Joe's the benefit <laughs> of the doubt because they're pretty friendly people. Trader Joe's yeah. can be a funny place, though. Like, every, like, it's. I love Trader Joe's, but every yeah. once in a while, you are behind a serious weirdo, right? Right. Like someone who's yeah. just but very they don't eccentric. always have yeah. the same shit. They'll be like, it's like, all right, I guess Brussels sprouts are in season. Like whatever is good, they bring in uh-huh. and you just kind of fill your bag up and just kind of trust them. Like, I, you're I not do. price comparing with like oh, eight, no. t- eight tapes of, of different types of tomato sauce. It's like, that's that's what you get. That's what you get. And yeah. I didn't know. I mean, this is like Trader Joe's, again, upgraded my life. Like. I didn't know Brussels sprouts grew on a stalk like that. Until I, like, I had never yeah. seen Fuck that yeah. until I was at Trader Joe's. I was like, ain't this stuff all I love a good Brussels sprout. <laughs> I baked it right on the stalk the other Dude. day. I painted it with some uh, I, I painted it with some honey, some oil, and some, uh, what did I use? Some maple syrup. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was sounds good. Was it good, Tasha? It was. It was very good. I prefer the butter and cayenne on my Brussels sprouts, but his honey glaze was what, good. It is, wasn't This too is how sweet. we cook. I'll spend an hour and a half preparing stuff. I'll be mm-hmm. on the stovetop. It'll be completely done. And then out of nowhere, Tasha comes in like a Vietnam like bomber plane <laughs> and just and just like just power sprays it, just cr- crop dust with, it with cayenne pepper. <laughs> power <You>? sprays it. <laughs> just like literally crop dust my meal here. All right, so Dave, you and I are together. Tasha, you and my boyfriend Adrian would get along because <laughs> everything is hot. Like our first date, like every he was like, try this hot sauce. I was like, I didn't really like spices, <laughs> and he was like, no, it's not that bad. Oh my god, <laughs> it went downhill. Like I was like, I need almond milk. I need milk. Like I need like. She's got a. She's got a been just for Taco Bell packets. <laughs> I need some fire sauce in my life. Oh my gosh. I just so really funny. I don't know. I so I feel disappointed if my if I order a dish that I expect to be spicy and it's not spicy enough. So I always like err on the side of more spicy, that but then so I'll be funny. like sweating and like you know. Tasha, are you my boyfriend? Because <laughs> <laughs> he takes 
takes hot sauce with him everywhere, hiking <laughs> everywhere. He's like, you never know when something needs hot sauce. Where is he from? Uh, he is from, well, he's from Maryland, but he is half Jamaican. Okay. And so he's like, but I'm Nigerian and they love spicy stuff. I can't take it. Me and my mom, we do not do spicy at all. I like flavorful. Yeah. But not too, too Now, but hot. you're, are you originally, you're originally from Houston. Yeah, I'm originally from Houston. So check this out. Okay. okay. I mean, I hope y'all still love me after this. <laughs> but um, I looked at my family tree and I'm literally a descendant of a long line of side chicks, right? So... Both of my grandfathers are polygamous from Nigeria. What? Yeah. yeah and I was born, actually. right? <laughs> That's sexy, right? Like, I was born in um, Utah with the Mormons. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, a black girl in make, Utah. How did they make it to Utah? Well, my dad had a scholarship, of course, he's Nigerian, right? To uh, Weber State University, which is in a small town called Ogden, right outside of Salt Lake City. Wow. So that's how my parents, they came in through the Utah Railroad, I guess, because there's several Nigerians so polygamists that go moved to Utah. This is like a great sitcom. Yeah, isn't it great? This isn't is it like... wonderful? But then after two years, because again, they are Nigerians living in Utah, it was too cold for my mom, so they went <laughs> south to Houston. That's how that's we ended fair. up there. That's yeah. That's fair. Fair. I was like, y'all tropical. I, I, flew flew out. Out. I flew out of Salt Lake City once uh -huh. and I, it was the weirdest thing. Like I was just killing time. I was there super early and, um, I was sitting, I didn't want to go through security yet because mm -hmm. I didn't want to be like locked in. Yeah, gotcha. And, um, and there was a big group of girls checking in for their flight and they were calling each other's sister. And I was like, uh, Oh my God, they're all sister wives. There were like six of them so? and they were young girls. They were like 20. Maybe they were like in a choir together. Or something. Maybe I could be completely wrong. I'm going to have to go with sister. Why? They were probably sister wives. They were, they they, were saying they were like probably. sister Bethany or like whatever. Like Utah. I mean, the Mormons are the nicest people I've ever met. They really are. They're, they don't peddle their shit on you. But we do have a few friends who have been, like, disowned by their families oh, yeah. for, like, not being Mormon anymore. My buddy, yeah. would, my buddy would, like, smoke weed in high school and, like, mm -hmm. his family, like, disowned him. And it really fucked him up. And, and then yeah. now, today's where you're like, oh, real, that was it? That was the thing? Yeah, I know a couple people that have been disavowed from the churches and, and, and all that kind of stuff for their lifestyle choice of not, you know, living right. But I, I have thought about being a sister wife, though, honestly. Like, I'm not <laughs> against it as long as it's to, like, a big family like the first family oh there you go yeah, yeah that's, you know, that's be, fine you know i'd be the first second lady <laughs> <laughs> you just like have no responsibilities yeah, at all just, just to help michelle that's yeah, it there you, go. <laughs> you just want to be a wing woman that's yeah, exactly we're like gonna michelle miss her right you. yes and then oh and then um gosh. brock said she's not gonna run for office like ever mm -hmm. and that's kind of sad because it, 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 it was kind of that hope and like as soon as hillary lost Although, people were like well in four years. like we do kinda, you are you kind of excited about the prospect of joe biden maybe running i am i, I love joe biden i had no idea about he's that. hilarious yeah, he's like hilarious. he's just well or maybe i think he's hilarious because of all the memes oh the like, memes are hilarious <laughs> the joe why, biden memes? why aren't people creeped out about his sort of sexual touching of people Does i think that that's uh, it's not like a like, a, like a donald trump thing but he okay. has there's a ton of photos of him like with hands on a, somebody's lower back but also <laughs> on men's lower back like uh -huh. it's i i feel like people haven't come out and said that he touched them creepily no i'm like that. no but he did like a massage on somebody but like i'm the same way i'll give a buddy a my like if todd walked by I'd give him a good massage hey buddy what's yeah, going on and then a like girl you do the same it's like really more of like a connection that unfortunately yeah. like and some people are way do. more comfortable in their own skin and like with touching than other people yeah, like i'm touchy philly i am yeah for a long time i hated when anybody would touch me really? like i was uh, i really didn't like hugs dave has like force hugged me for Aww. the past three years and so i like hugs a lot more you say it like it's like a crime dave force hugged me if i'm guilty of anything and it's force hugging i've led a good life like that's, i'm at the pearly gates uh dave you're force hugged the shit out of tasha no, like, that's, that's how 
he got in there, girl. He's just gonna hug you every day until you. He's got nowhere to go. I grab her, and she just turns. She just kind of coils in on herself, and and she burritos. I burrito. But some people like need need a good hug. Who was it recently? I I give a big hug to. There's a few people, and their skin crawls, and it's kind of great. Like get over it, and you just gotta hug them harder. You just gotta because it's a weird like my Mm -hmm. stepdad doesn't hug. There's people. Tasha's parents. My family is not. I think that's where I got it because they Mm. nobody touches anybody in my family. Like my parents are never like you know super like physically affectionate they never like hugged or kissed yeah <laughs> i was like i'm just gonna reach in there for your hand i'm gonna and hug like, you too it's just, it's just getting over that hump yeah. of like oh it's just so you know it's like once you realize mm-hmm. that like oh this is a good thing then you like it's realize how magical it can be it is like i grew up i'm one of those like y'all i'm a black person who knows their dad they're married to their mom you know spoiler i, I know <laughs> no seriously like my dad tells me he loves me every day and hugs me and you know my mom like we're just a lovey huggy family so that's great i when i went to college and i met i met other tashas before dave came in and hugged you <laughs> and hugged you into to love right tasha's I, a black girl crazy. name right isn't it yeah, yeah. It is. but you know what tasha you know you kind of got some black girl tendencies and oh, she makes so <laughs> she got box wine. Yeah, she did, she Innovative. Did, she got all kind of stuff going on. She just did the whitest girl thing. Put her hand on her yeah, hip, I, like, I, I, like and shook the and the shook the ponytail. I thought you were gonna say that I got a big butt. Oh, look, I haven't checked it out yet. Do you? Do you have a little yeah, something? Tasha's got some junk uh-huh. in her trunk. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's got, she's got some hat. hot sauce packets. <laughs> oh yeah, you got you carry hot sauce packets. Yeah, you see, we're all it. really more alike yeah. than we are different. I told. I'll tell. You, I'll be honest with you. Uh-huh. I told Tasha coming in. I was like, we got a special one coming in today. How did you? And we said it before. Like our paths have crossed a few times Several and i was times. like what the fuck now let's do this yeah. now we met um a friend of mine angela hoover yeah she was on america's got talent a mm-hmm. uh, hilarious stand-up comedian funny. impressionist so funny mm-hmm. we did one of her like holiday sketches i feel like it was two years ago now i think it what, was two yeah, years it was two ago christmas. and we were just like bad uh christmas carolers mm-hmm. pretty much and that was great and then i and i i've only seen you several times since then but we, we without even knowing we're both on the same show this sunday yes we saw each other at potluck which is like basically a gigantic open mic for um every comic in LA which by the way Chris Rock yeah. was at right after we left I saw the video the next day and I was like really Fuck, you man. Know? I keep missing him I was at the improv Saturday and he was there and really? I couldn't even I was like I couldn't even get a glimpse of him mm. like he's like because it was just so jam-packed yeah and the managers were standing near the door so usually sometimes you can like creep through the door but the improv some of these clubs you just don't get a glimpse of anybody oh really so yeah but like man he was growing up I was like that dude could command a room yeah. and it's just larger than life and yeah, he's 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 one of my favorite comics. Um, I was telling this guy there last night um, at this cocktail, fancy cocktail party I got to go to. He was like, who's your favorite comic? And I said, one of my favorites is Chris Rock. And he was like, oh, he makes me uncomfortable. And I was like, but that's the beauty of laughter. It's like giving you a permission to laugh at what is... What uh, is, is uncomfortable? uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, it's like you find the humor and there. That that's what I like. It's like that fearlessness in comedy of your perspective. Yeah, no matter what it is, that's like, a breakthrough. Yeah. That's the breakthrough. He did yeah. SNL. He really wanted to like you know just talk about nine eleven and things mm-hmm. that. If other people would be have the opportunity to, to be hosting SNL, they'd be like, oh, I need to let's stay, stay away. away from this. Yeah. And he's like, no, we're going to like, let's press the wound. And that's yeah, what good comedy does. And, you know, just but the problem is a lot of young comics mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm four or five years in. I'm not I don't feel comfortable with topics of crazy. I mean, I'm just a white dude. I'm not trying to solve race issues. I don't know. And that's fine. Yeah, I'm just not. You know? And someday, like the, you just the, have to know like what your skill level is. I yeah. think a lot of like greenies come out and they just come out kicking, oh, like try, yeah. you know, they trying try to get to be the George most Carlin like up there. 
And and that's, you know what, that's just the consistency over time, the excellence breeds. I remember when I first doing stand, started doing stand-up and like my background's radio, so I can talk all day, but then, you know, you're not worrying about being on the stage, the audience being there, all of those extra elements and stuff. So I remember writing my little three-minute set that took me all day to write, and it was littered with like precious jokes. Of course, I was throwing the D-bombs out there about, you know, having sex and all. Like, but that was that was young Tay Tay trying to figure out her voice, and it was like, well, you know, I mean, I have more to say and it's like it was more superficial and now I you know kind of peel back some layers yeah. and, 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 and the experience has been beautiful it's scary how, how long did you do how long were you a radio DJ before you got into stand up um, oh gosh uh, 11 years oh 10 years 10 years on the morning show in Houston at 97 on the box and that then, is so cool I mean obviously cool. you have an you amazing have, like, voice like it makes yeah, sense like, give thank, us you, your... ta- thank you Tasha yeah. <laughs> Hey now, hey. like what's like, you, like uh, what's the more, what's the call? Like the this is intense. Oh, it would be. Oh gosh, I haven't done that in a long time. It's uh, <laughs> y'all ready? Yes. <laughs> Hey, 97.9 The Box. It is your girl, Natay Tay Tay, hanging out with you guys. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful day. We are hanging out on the Sex Actually yes. podcast. <laughs> and I have my two new best white friends, Dave, <laughs> Tasha, which can I, can I share today? Yeah, sure. Yes, sure. They have the cutest sign that's in lights that says "ta-da." And then, like, I knew your name was Tasha, Tasha, but I didn't realize it was T.A. So when it's literally like I was looking at Tada, and he was like, "Yeah, Tasha," and I was like, "Oh my god, Tada, Tasha Day." They're so cute. It's weird. It's so amazing. It looks like yeah. a magic trick because it's like it "ta-da," and it's on top of the bed, and it's like, "No, it's not a magic Dave. trick." <laughs> Y'all make magic. Yeah. Y'all do. And then above the bed, it's like motivation. Like you look up there before you go down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a ta-da moment. I should get clap on lights for the ta-da lights. Oh my god, that would be so perfect! Like it'd just be perfect. They're flickering when I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little thing. So yeah. so uh, yeah, welcome to our home. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, oh, and I by love the way, I want to announce this. Um, uh, we just got a uh, exclusive sponsorship with a video streaming company, Mevo. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, and, I, and then when I saw you on Monday, I had mentioned that I had the interview. So. Yeah. They're sending the camera. It's coming tomorrow. Oh, I don't know. It'll be up soon. So for those listening, it's nothing's going to change audio-wise. We're still going to be the same old people, but we're going to be streaming it with this most badass camera, and the stream's going to go straight to Sex Actually Podcast on Facebook, and also we're going to do it on YouTube. So get on the Facebook Sex Actually Podcast page or follow me, Dave Neal, on Facebook. We'll, we're going to stream it to everyone. Everyone's going to be tagging. It's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be a whole new element. Because I know, I know people are listening. Like, oh, they, just, you know, they want to yeah. be a part of us. So people want to have their Brussels sprouts roasted with us. <laughs> we can do just that with the maple syrup and cayenne pepper. We can do it. Together. Yeah, that sweet like, and savory. Yeah, and sweet spicy. and spicy. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so you're so back back to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I love it. Congratulations! Oh, like you're I mean, so inspiring. No, really, I literally was talking to my boyfriend. Like, yo, you know, because everybody's been telling me to do a podcast and. You you know, when you, I have that little old school mentality. Oh, y'all, they are black. I just found some sage. Boy, they got some <laughs> sage in the house. I got some white chocolate. I love it. Like, more in common than, than not. Is like, that a black you know? person thing? They do sage? Yeah. Before you, uh, in your apartment, gonna, you sage uh, gonna, the whole We are going to scrub house. your chakra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For real, like you sage the whole thing. Or if you have a company that, you know, just, you know. Oh, they ripped yeah. us off with it's that. The, I mean, what, what's a good deal for that? 
I don't I mean, know. Well, I we know. bought it at the Grove, so it was like I nine bucks. I mean, it was like, I bet it's just a bushel. Like five or seven. Yeah, it's a bushel of leaves. Really. It was at the Grove, so it was yeah. a beautiful, you paid for the atmosphere, which is okay. Yeah. yeah it happens, you know? Yeah, you got to go. I'm, I'm saging the shit out of the place, and then I find out you're supposed to go like clockwise. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck. I mean, <laughs> how you did it was fine. <laughs> Next time, clockwise. Yeah. You know, because I'll get caught up in that. Am I doing this right? Because I want whatever but energy. really, I feel like it's mostly about your good intentions. Like, I if agree. you're thinking positive thoughts, if you're thinking out with the old, mm-hmm. in with the new, good things, then in like, if you go counterclockwise, I don't think that it's going to Everything's work. come undone. No. <laughs> it's all coming undone. I mean, people listening, I mean, I, I we've always been sort of spiritual, like, in the mm-hmm. East Coast. It's like, it's just that that search for, like, something more. A lot of comics have it. A lot of yeah. entertainers. People. It's like we're just searching for something bigger. The corporate world, that doesn't do it for us. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, that thirst we're trying to quench. Do you yeah. have that? I mean, is oh, that what totally. you stand up? Oh, um, totally. And then also, I just always have had a lot of questions I mean, I grew up. I mean, I grew up in the Bible Belt. I grew up in Texas. Let's let's get serious here, okay? Yeah. And um, some things just didn't make sense to me. And my parents, again, they're first generation. They were in America until they were like in their thirties, and I didn't understand how they became Christians. But then, I mean, the British rule had already colonized their area, so they grew up very Christian. Yeah. And so when I went to my first trip as an adult to Nigeria in '07, oh, can I just? Do you said they're in Nigeria yes. until their thirties? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Until their thirties, and they came. Well, no, no, no. Maybe their twenties. Maybe okay. their twenties. Maybe their twenties. Still impressionable. Adults. Yeah. Yeah. Much, very, you know, yeah. They were adults. Like they grew up in Nigeria and came here in their twenties, and then had a family. You know, and went to Utah, and then I think went to the two most religious states in, <laughs> in all fifty states. You're like, this is it. <laughs> this is just fucking white people <laughs> in a white mountain. Yeah, <laughs> and horses and stuff, right? In Texas. And um, but yeah. I saw, like, I was always just curious. I was like, how, how are y'all Christian and y'all grow up in Africa? I don't get it. I'm an African studies minor from college and everything, too, which all my African studies minors teacher were white, except for one, which I just always thought was just funny. Just the white, the white <laughs> just, Yeah. And, but I saw this big statue of a white woman <laughs> who brought Christianity into their area in Nigeria. And I was like, okay, okay, mom, dad, you know. So before she came here, did everything your people did, was it wrong? Because they, I mean, it was there for so many generations. They sure. don't even know what their people's people yeah, did. For and centuries. so centuries. And I feel like, you know, and we had a real deep conversation about it a couple weeks ago when I was in Texas. I was like, my mom was like, well, you know, you know, people, some people were worshiping the sun and the cow and the, the, the grass. And I was like, that's thanking God. Like, I was like, I got her to finally agree. And it wasn't out of ignorance, like. God is everything. If you if, if you want to call it God, the make whatever you want to label it, I'm just used to saying God. Yeah, who cares? Exactly. Yeah. That's you know, God is in everything. It's a gratitude so when you're for this earth, exactly. And as long as you're doing gratitude, it is to God. So whether it's through candles, whether it's through sitting on the grass, like I feel most at God in yeah, nature. The grass, the grass. Like we try that mm-hmm. grounding. Oh, oh yeah. We try that. I mean, my poor, my my. Uh, it's called you know, earthing. 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 Oh, okay. but it's the same. It's grounding it's is what you would call it, like electrically. Like really? it's about my delicate feet though. We tried it like uh, hiking and we're, we, we did, we did oh. it going down the hike. So you're like breaking the whole way. I was Mm-mm. like, these brake pads were not meant for, uh-uh. but uh-uh. no, but yeah, it's, yeah, you're connecting yourself yeah. and it. And I mean, the intentions you can send out when your feet are in the ocean, mm-hmm. you know, you're just at the beach. Like oh, that's yeah. like, you're not going to get more connected to this pulse of the world and when yeah, you're that in, we're all part of like a bigger yeah. thing we're all connected and when it's connected in a positive mm-hmm. way when it's not like i I need money to bang more chicks mm-hmm. it's like what when your mission is pure mm-hmm. and i don't mean to sound self-righteous because like, no, you're my, not self-righteous i'm not on stage being like the, dave the, i receive it yeah okay. <laughs> no, keep on going dave yeah. yes light the sage up and <laughs> <laughs> do y'all have incense 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah get, that's what I'm talking about, my white black friends. Come on, yeah. light that incense up. Let's go. <laughs> no, go ahead, please. I love no, what it's just, No, but it's like, it's, it's like when the, the, you know, it's such a, there's a lot of negativity in media, mm-hmm. Facebook, all this stuff. But what travels the farthest is the energy of love. Like, like when you do things with, the, like when you, when mm-hmm. you, when you see a stranger give, give uh you know help a blind guy across the street you receive you 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 just feel good bystander yeah. feel yes. good yeah, yeah. It's really and it's about and it's about high-fiving the dude who's like you, you know like it's it's like seeing it's seeing different cultures mesh and races and mm-hmm. and and, gen- and people that you just wouldn't expect like like i mentioned before there was like a there was like a uh, like a super texan cowboy hat guy mm-hmm. who had like a sign out in front of a mosque like we love you too and it's like fuck yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the cool stuff i think that the ego is what really gets in the way of a lot. And, and, and that's even the ego and the self-righteousness in a lot of religions. We and, just were talking um, about re- this. Yeah. yeah. On a podcast a few weeks ago. Really, Cause there's more than one way to show appreciation to God. That's what I got my parents and like all the Christians. Like it was very hard for me to say, I'm not a Christian because of the fundamental rule. The only way is through Christ. And I was like, I was raised Christian. I believe there are a lot of wonderful Christian principles, but I don't believe the only way is through Christ. And I was like, Oh my God, that makes me technically not a Christian, but I'm like, God made us so different. I mean, look at the world. There has to be more than one way for us to show honor and and gratitude. And And for us to be a good person that Mm -hmm. enters the kingdom of heaven, you know, like I think we're in the kingdom of heaven right now. And it's your perspective and how you choose to live, which determines if you're living in your heaven enlightenment. or hell. And your yeah. enlightenment. Our yeah. heaven has boxed wine by drinking. <laughs> and tobacco and patchouli candles. <laughs> what? I am home. That was a famous one. <laughs> That's Dave's famous. Tasha's he has that friend, candle in like every... Tasha's friend every... Amy, her husband gave it to me. I got a gift from Tasha's friend's husband. Uh-huh. And I didn't know that like the, the, the husbands and boyfriends had to exchange gifts of the girl. You know what I mean? So it's a, whole, it's a whole new, new world I'm in right now with relationships. <laughs> Oh, that is funny. And it's like, there's no, there's no straighter way for like a dude to give another dude a candle than to give him a tobacco and patchouli yeah, candle. Yeah, that has a lot of man, yeah. man on it. I just want to like axe, cut down a tree. Put <laughs> <laughs> a flannel on, right? Yeah, just need it. Just not in a gay way, but that'd be fine if it was. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, whatever. It's, do it's, you know, I'm still evolving in that way, like as to not offend because there are a lot of quote unquote jokes or whatever that we're so used to saying that I literally in LA makes you so super conscious. Like I in Houston amongst my friends and my circle, I was always the very open one moving to LA. It was like, I didn't realize how much more closed minded I actually was or some things that I were saying that, that, that aren't cool, but I was just so used to saying, and it's like, wait, wait, you know, like, or if I'm, or if I would meet a guy that, you know, I was like, oh, he's gay. Oh, too bad. And I'm like, but why is that bad? If, or why am I feeling yeah. bad for him? But because that, he that's knows a- his truth and he's happy. Yeah. Why am I saying, oh man, that, you know, like just those things that I had to let go and that's, of. But that's, that's such a safe side of like, you're not homophobic. You know what yeah, I mean? Exa- it's, it's and that's like- explaining that too. Yeah. But we're, we're now, I think, getting to that point, in my opinion, that me saying that it's it's okay because I'm not homophobic and I don't have any intention. Like my intention wasn't bad. Right. Yeah, you know, sure. it's, it's a, all part of the growth process. Yeah. Like you're sitting there recognizing, like uh, reevaluating your own core beliefs, reevaluating yeah. the things that you say. That is so important. Yeah. And I was only saying days. it because I was like, damn, he fine. I wanted him for yeah. me. It's not because, oh, dang, he don't want women. I'm just like, he ain't interested in me. <laughs> maybe you can help me out with this and maybe I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make this sound so Go awkward. For it. I'm 
makes them so it. awkward. But the, there's a comic talking, a black comic the other day talking mm-hmm. about uh, homophobia within the black community, mm-hmm. and and he was like he had to come out of the closet and like n- lose his friends. And I and, and, and don't get me wrong, I've got a I bought my buddy Ty who like he came out of the closet yeah. uh, out of college, and he we, he didn't lose us as friends, but he had to go into a, a gay like he had to like dive into the gay community yeah, and, be and find the people culture. that so support his new lifestyle because he was never really himself mm-hmm. and, and and make him feel secure in his yeah. new lifestyle but do you is there i mean in, it, it could have just been this comics point of view or it could be a trend is there something in that in your in that community a lot where, of homophobia yeah. in the black community it's just not accepted in obviously in the hip-hop world stuff like that mm-hmm. there in, in most music it's not yeah i think that um i think rock and roll is a little different you know what it is i think that again it goes back to the bible um in for a lot of black people, most black people that I know at least are either Christian or Muslim. And in both of those religions, it is wrong to be homosexual. Yeah. Right. And, um, and even if they are n- not necessarily r- very religious, growing mm-hmm. up in a family that ha- for generations has had this core belief yeah. makes you want to To suppress down. of who you mm-hmm. are. So, I, you know, I personally have dealt with that with not people that are close to me that are a few people removed and where, a, you know, a friend that might be a girl has come out of the closet and like, Oh, she likes both things. You know, she's bisexual or she's only with women now or this and that. And I was like, well, okay, that's her evolution. I haven't had a close friend, um, come out that way, but if they did, I would hope to think I say hope cause you just never know. Yeah. Um, until you deal with that, yeah. that I first would just be happy that they felt free. And because to live that way, that's where I always go to. Like, I could not imagine being like, oh, my God, I love men. I love men. And I can't tell anybody I love men. And I can't, you know. Yeah. Like, if you if you put yourself in And be afraid of judgment from people that you love. And you've decided years ago that you'll never tell. And then one day... It's, you know, it's just whatever. like, I can't, like, I just have to live my the truth. caterpillar just bursts out of, you know what I mean? It's Exactly. And I think, I love, I mean, I love when I see stories of people that are just like, fuck, or even like, or like, you know, I was, uh, this is a couple of years ago, I was in New York City at a stand-up show at Gotham, so it's in, oh, it's nice. on Chelsea, 23rd Street, or, or whatever, and it's right, so that's a very gay, friendly community, mm-hmm. and I, we went to a gay bar afterwards, and it was like a drag karaoke, it was fucking fantastic. Right? It was just a ton of fun, it was like, they just passed, they just repealed a law. Mm-hmm. Very, very good, great night for the, and there was a dude that, 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 there was, that was there, and they pointed him out, and he brought his father to the gay club and his father Aww. gave him a big hug and the whole place went nuts and it was like yeah. it was like the Super Bowl of this place it was yeah. like such a cool that's and, a cool moment to see and you don't it was, it's, it's easy to see with, with the gay community because it's like it's it's so fresh in our in our our history that this mm-hmm. is finally hitting a tipping point of acceptance but with straight people we don't have like a th- a barrier other yeah. than our own family issues so it's and i'm not i'm not trying to make about me but like you don't get to see straight people like overcome something yeah no i when it comes to their sexuality you know what i mean we're all overcoming something yeah but but, i get what you mean yeah like like, do you like so i follow for you um did you have your boyfriend before you moved to LA? Did you oh, find no. him here? Oh, no. I found him here and I was so nervous because I was like, black men in LA do not like black women. Oh, shit. Like, is that that's, a thing? Yeah, I think it's a thing. Well, if you. Uh, is that a thing? Let me take a sip of wine. Let me, let me take a sip of wine first and choose right. my words very wisely. Terry's uh, lighting the sage now. <laughs> uh, yes, I am. Let's clear. Speak with intention. It's a, it's a, I think it's one of those things that you hear like, oh yeah, in LA, you're not going to find a man and it's Hollywood and you have to look a certain way. And I'm a full figured black woman. That's Nigerian. That's very, very black. I'm not the 
typical black woman you see on television in Hollywood until the last few years. I never really saw myself. You see more of the Halle Berry's and the Vanessa Williams yeah. Yeah. and stuff. Of so I mean, in my category, it was like Monique. And so it was like, even <laughs> though our comedy is drastically different, she was the only woman I could truly look up to. And a Whoopi Goldberg who really just did whatever the heck she wanted to yeah. do, you know? Yeah. So that was my concern. It was like, and then whenever you would see these black actors, other than like Denzel and Samuel L. Jackson and Spike Lee, you look up their wife and it's not me, you know? Yeah. And so It became this thing to get all like it, it, a yeah, little it, white chick. Right. Which I have some new comedy about that, which is interesting, y'all. Y'all still love us. We'll we'll talk about it on Friday. This, uh, well, I yeah. I want to dive into this a little bit further because Go I was just it. talking with a black friend of mine uh-huh. a few weeks ago. Jeez, and he you said it with a hard B right there. I did notice the hard B. I am a cat on the CK to black. Okay. Was she dark skin? Was she dark skin? No, he he. I'm just and um, but his his girlfriend, his longtime girlfriend, is a white girl, and he said that he feels like he gets a lot of judgment from black women. Right. And he and on the opposite end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. white guys with black girls feel like they get. No, I have that backwards. Wait, I can help you sort it out. But, <laughs> I know I really can. Like you get I, judgment from your own people. Uh-huh. Tasha's first and, boyfriend was um a was, black guy, right? Oh, yeah. she got that booty, right? I got a little booty behind her. I'm proud she burned of sage. <laughs> I mean, what the heck? I'm of proud course. of her. He plays for the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Steelers or something oh, like that. Shoot, What's his nice. name? You don't have yeah, to blow up my like, spot. This limited down to 19 people. Right? Just open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like a middle school or high school thing, right? Middle school, middle school. yeah. Like, you know, one of those. But did you get judgment, though? You're living in Kentucky. You oh, know, wow. I actually, to, to be honest, I never, I did get judgment. I got judgment in middle school and high school, and I didn't really know it until later. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it until later. Judgment when you were dating or when you broke up? Or both. both. Both, I'm sure. You see, okay, so I'll, I'll say this from my experience being a black woman and whose brother and sister, my sister passed, rest in peace, but they both date outside of their race, you know? I was the only one that's like, I want me a black man, because that, that's just what I've always wanted. <laughs> you had to wanted. do that dance when you No, said I it. did, yeah, black man and everything, <laughs> but I was open to dating white men once I moved to LA, because I was like, but it has to be a white man that can change my life. It can't be no regular white guy. Like, if yeah. I'm going to go white, <laughs> he got to be able to get me stuff that I can't get on my own. Like, you know, he has to, yeah. Defending like what people are attracted to. It's like if you're attracted to a certain type, fine. But if it's a but if it's because the like it's like I gotta get myself this type. Well, I you know I I I lost a white homegirl one time because she only dated black men and her sister only dated black men and there were a lot of black men's like this is like in college and everything and I just never I'll never forget I was at a we were at like dinner and it was a whole bunch it was all black women and her and I remember as the night passed in Houston Texas at like a black restaurant. They were like, like we were there for like three hours drinking, eating and all that. And, and like by the third hour, it was like a fourth or fifth black guy walked in with a white girl. And it was like, well, dang, like it doesn't like, it still affects you. And this was still probably like 13 years ago. It, it, I don't know. It's something about it that affects a black woman. And not all of us and not all the same way, especially my feeling about it is different now that I've been in a relationship for three years. I'm like, I got my one. I ain't worried about it. But you got a point, though. It's a very unspoken for demographic. Black women are like we have a blanket feeling of like, how do we, you know, like 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 black men are are paid so much more attention as far as totally nobody cares about. I mean, people don't care about black women. There's several articles. There was there was a time too, even when I was on radio. And I remember that like everybody was like 
they were doing these 60 minute or 2020 documentaries on why are so many black women unmarried? Well, some of them are in jail and this, this and that. And I think to some of the experiences, yes, they're true. Right. And I think that we have to be in a place that you have to get people's whole story. Like whenever I see a black man with a white woman, I'd be like, mm. but when I see a white woman, no, when I see a black woman with a white man, I'd be like, you go girl. You just, you just needed to be loved girl. You know, we, and, and but it's you, ignorance. You've it's got ignorance. your own, le- well, well, you've got your own lens. It's also ego of- because it's, it's one of those things where it's like your own, like it's a feeling of inadequacy. You're like, what, mm. why? Like, I think some of it's that, but then also there's a lot of, okay, here I go. Y'all hope y'all still love me. I'm bringing up the slave, <laughs> bringing up sl- enslavement. Let's go there. Enslavement I'm not allowed to, so go for it. Right. <laughs> right, right. You got to wait till I open. Open the door now. You can go. Goodness, it just took some wine, tobacco, patchouli. Yo, y'all, warm me up, sage. Okay, enslavement did its job. Enslavement did its job. A lot of things are very historical. So I think sometimes we, when I, I think a lot of African Americans and um, non-African Americans suffer from post-traumatic slave disorder. Like we, you know, you have hundreds of years of enslavement happening in America. Then you free the slaves, and then they're dealing with Jim Crow they're dealing with segregation and then you're dealing with okay we created like enslavement and created a lot of fine yeah black men you know (laughs) they breeded people and then they broke up families and you know and you would sell people off this and that the drug wars all of that all of it and in new york it's like you got you got white dudes full of fucking coke all of that sorry guys yeah all of that and then you got the black guys like what's weeds not you know what i mean but like they just and then and then yeah the double standard is insane it's so insane. Y'all have to watch um, Ava DuVernay's A 13th on Netflix. Yeah, it's gotten a great review. Oh, it's on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, yeah it's on right. Netflix. And it'll show you how that they've changed from enslavement to the prison system. So I think... Um, Can we smoke some weed and watch it? Would that you be, should. That it, would probably right. help. Right. It, okay. would, it would probably help deal nice. with like some of the stuff, you know, to deal with the stress and the trauma, which is why people use, you know, the earth's medicine of marijuana to <laughs> help, help deal with those things. So I think when you deal with all of the stuff that we don't want to talk about in America, and then you do see a black man with a white woman, it brings up things that people don't want to talk suppressed. about. Have been suppressed. Have been suppressed. So I really think Because we lot- really haven't created a place where it's okay to talk about it, any of this stuff. We and create it's, borders gotta, and boundaries for your people go here. That's how we get past it. That's our therapy. Exactly. We need that therapy talk we need to get yes. it all out in the open and that's why and that's where my comedy has grown from from precious jokes to dick jokes to talking <laughs> no seriously about that or just like with that white girlfriend of mine she would tell me that I was teaching my brother racism because in her life and I was like no because I was the, the big sister that would buy my little brother's girlfriends little white girlfriends because we were in a mixed neighborhood and he played football I mean let's just be for real we're in a mixed neighborhood he plays football he's a hot thing he's the hot <laughs> <laughs> and I would buy them little gifts and everything. And I'll never forget this one time. Everybody loved my little brother, like the little girlfriend he was dating. The parents loved him until they found out he was black. And do you know they made his girlfriend give the little gift back that I bought? Jeez. And that's the lesson. Like white people, I don't know if y'all do or not. Please inform me. But black parents have a double conversation with their kids. Like, yes, you're equal with everybody, but you got to remember you black in America and that you're going to be treated that's so different. Unfortunate. And it, that's a naive feeling that I would never. Exactly. So when you have a white woman, that white girl, um, well, I won't say her name. She was coming at me with a place of ignorance. And I'm like, you haven't dealt with that. You You haven't lived this experience. You haven't lived this experience of like being the big sister to the little brother who's like, yo, if you like the girl, that's cool. As long as I had to just make sure you love your mama, you love me. You're not ashamed of, you know, because if you're in a, you know, again, like 
I was telling one of my coworkers who, uh, like, they were talking about princesses and stuff. And I was like, I'm not really into princesses. If I love one of them, it'd be Ariel because she was independent. She wanted to live her own way. Then she found her prince on her journey. But there wasn't, <laughs> I mean, and I've thought about that because that's my favorite one. But I was like, there was never black princesses yeah. for me to look up. Now and they now Tiana. And now Tiana yeah. in New Orleans. See, I wouldn't have known what the name was in that. Oh, well, you know, Tiana. Well, you're a little older than. Is Tiana like a recent? Yeah, she's okay. a New Orleans I know, princess. I, know had- I never even saw the movie. Mm-hmm. I just know this. I'll see the movie but- when I have some more little black kids around. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I just know. You need children yeah, to, children. Want, to yeah. have an excuse to yeah, sit down kids, and watch Kids need heroes and role models. Yeah. yeah. If you don't see yourself reflected, exactly. it's just it, all minorities too. They, yeah, I, I just read a really interesting thing about um, a friend of mine posted it, and he's Filipino, I think. But it was the whole thing was about or. I don't know. I, I, Sasha, they're not all not. Filipinos. Some he are. might have been Chinese. With you. But point <laughs> being Filipino. that he was doing this thing that was about having like sexy Asian yeah. leading men. And it was just like really cool because then you think about it and you're like, in American cinema, mm-hmm. where are the sexy Asian leading men? Yeah. There aren't. Where are the sexy leading Asian um, Indian women, right? You know, it's like it's well, it's but we, bar- but we've, it's, we've it's, created like sexy Asian chick, like we've like no, but anime, they like, they'll reduce them to anime, right? And cartoon. then yeah, cartoon we've characters, created, like these yeah. niche things, but not, but yeah, the, but, but the it's men. like it's growing, fine. You know, we're getting diversity finally, but it's it, the fact that we're just now talking about it is. Yeah. Well, that's what you it know, takes. I think it's beautiful. Like, I remember seeing that. I don't know if it was our president, Obama, who said it or somebody. Uh, I think it was Obama. But, I, you know, I, I'm in like, I love these conversations um, that America will, will course corrects. Sometimes yeah. it takes a little longer, but we have to also remember, you know, like we're all benefiting off of the Native Americans who were conquered on this land. Yes. And, you know, again, America's not perfect, but this is my home country as well. And I think that we have to look at America that like we're, we are a big tossed salad of nationalities and religions. And that is what makes America great. And that's I what always, it makes America so unique so because unique. there isn't anywhere else in the world that's like that. I mean, exactly. Europe is becoming a little more colorful, but much more recently than us. So they don't mm-hmm. quite have it figured out. Not that we have it figured out, but I think that they're still a little more segregated in their communities than we are. Yeah. Um, How but, does the comedy com- uh, community like um, deal with, diversity like do you do you find that comedies have more of an honest place or like do you, or do you, do you have a fine time getting do you have a hard time getting stage time on certain shows because it's you know like a just a white room or because you've I, done that you've done the j spot you've done the yeah, black we I've talked done, this the other day yeah yeah the, well the uh what, what do you call it i call it like the urban urban, the, the urban like i had a friend recently just say that he's an urban comic he's but and that's who he is. I do think different audiences um, enjoy different types of humor. And I remember having a big time manager for like an A-list, um, I would say Oscar winning comedian. Um, it told me at one point that like, yes, black comedy and urban rooms are completely different because even the experience of getting to the comedy club is different. Our experiences in life are, are different. different. So there's a different need for laughter in certain rooms. So in some of the urban rooms, they're not trying to hear a lot of witty stuff. They just need to laugh. They, you know, it's, and you want something that's close to home. You want something that you can connect with. And yeah. we're going to connect with different things. If we've yeah. had different upbringings, yeah. if we've had different experiences exactly. in school, 
Exactly. Like that's just, exactly. that's part of it. And so for me, I had to stop trying to fit myself into that lane right. or let other people put me in the lane they thought I should be in. Cause I thought I was supposed to be in there. So, you know, again, the first jokes, they were precious. They were dick jokes. They were very raunchy, but it's like, wait, I grew up in a very mixed neighborhood. I, um, I mean, I grew up very mixed. I'm, I'm very kind of like, I'm, I'm somewhat, tra- somewhat traveled. Um, and I have a lot of opinions. So, I like witty humor. I I, yeah. I like the structure of it. I like being like, ooh, how did they get there? Sure, and so yeah. those rooms. So you don't have to put yourself me. in that little box. Exactly. You've got options. You know, like you, yeah. You and funny out. wins. Funny wins. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like I mean, being a black woman <laughs> in America, you're always overcoming something. So it's like, yeah, you're not going to let me in the room first, but then when you laugh. That what's get it's that's such what a gets beautiful me in. thing. This yeah. thing we can't see tension. We can't see mm-hmm. we can't see this thing that that we all can call out. And then yeah. the second a comic on stage can cut through that, we just yeah we we just let the it aside room. and we laugh. It feels as yeah. I relief. And, yeah. um, we had Godfrey on stage last night. Oh really? Who, if you don't know Godfrey, Godfrey. Just, just YouTube. I mean, I mean, yeah. he's a genius, and uh, he was closing out the first show, so the show, the, the room was a little tired. But mm-hmm. and and by the way, that was my first time on Laugh Factory, and I congratulations. Had, I was so annoyingly anxious. He was. He was super stressed, and I was I was stressed. I was gone all day, but when I got back, I kind of thought that he would have like pasted out of him by then, <laughs> but he was still. I so talked to myself. I was so. And I knew exactly what I wanted to talk about. I knew mm-hmm. it would go in a different direction. I knew it wasn't, you know, because for me, it's like, yeah, I got, yeah, sh- like, there's no script. That, yeah, I got bits. I got a, yeah. I got a set. I got sets. But like, you know, whatever. But you have that, to address what's going on in the energy in the room. All the planning we do, you're like, well, dang. And then you throw it, it out. But like, throw it out. Like, two hours before the show, I'm just like <laughs> sitting here just fucking stewing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got to go. I just like walked out. I know I went to go do a mic and I let I was like Tasha go pick me up because there's a mic close by I was like nice. pick me up in an hour nice. I like literally saw myself out I was like but you I'm, have to you're getting your own head and yeah. stop trusting your 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 intuition yeah. of what you know you can bring and I knew it would be there it's just you know and I had friends showing up it's like mm-hmm. the, the the what the bad that could have happened outweighed the good like I think my set went as good as it could have gone which mm-hmm. i would say was oh, a very good set nice. as far as for for who i am right now yeah i'm not trying to like you know out punt my coverage well, no, i get i get it like you talk to another comic here like yeah. you have a i'll be like that was a good set that was a good set and so the, high a, off the of anxiety yeah. the anxiety of fearing a bomb was mm. greater than and a what, bomb in front of your friends yeah too. and you know, t- you know i get it i had friends that came t- tasha had friends there my manager people that like oh gosh and it's a, this show counts. It's it's a show that counts. Yeah, and it's a late show Wednesday mm. night. I'm going up at 10:30. I mean, it's not too bad, but it was you know those late shows kill me. I'm Godfrey kidding. was a, he's a great comic. He wasn't he wasn't crushing. Did he go up before you? He went up two before me. Okay, that, he this was, also was a lot because it's like a big name that's very recognizable. I guess he went up. He but went, you know he went up and then the host and then me. So yeah, what's interesting is that the room was very um, wavy. You know, like okay. up and down, touch and go, and their energy was a little funny, even when Godfrey was on stage. But it was so interesting to watch him just taking his time, just so comfortable taking his yeah. time. You know, stretching it out. I got a panic button if I go one second without laughter. <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck. I think that's the comics um, panic button. And a, a big name comedian told me the power is in that silence, though, oh, because they're listening. It's great. They're listening. They're yeah. waiting on well, you. Tasha, waiting on us. That's what I said to yeah. Tasha. I said that last night. I was like, there were moments, yeah. even though the room was like hot or cold, there was moments when it was silent, and I knew I had them. Yeah, and I knew, yeah. and I knew I was going towards that final tag, mm-hmm. and I could slow down, and I, and they were, and I was, and it was going to hit. But yeah, it's just, it's you know, as soon as you're at the show, 
the the anxiety kind of you don't have time for it but you know that fucking day leading up to it was <laughs> no it wasn't a normal feeling you know well, i won't a- feel that on sunday at our show we have i'll feel like like a li- little bit normal of you know, jitters. normal jitters yeah. but not that shit i was like i don't want that I get it, but you know what I keep hearing is that that shit doesn't go away. That's what, like, when I start, it doesn't go, like, we're comics. As much as we say we don't care, we care. Yeah. You it's laugh pu- or not. Yeah, we're pushing our boundary we of, like. We are totally pushing yeah. it. Yeah. And did you, were you, did you feel like you weren't doing that anymore as a DJ? Oh, totally. And then, I, you know. <sighs> not pushing I, your limits. You not yeah, pushing I mean, my limits. I, the dream was always acting. In my early 20s, I, I started flirting with comedy. Like, I've always done the public uh-huh. speaking. I've always done, like, the oratory contest and stuff. I've always had something to say. I've never missed myself <laughs> with words. I'm shocked. I've never. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was actually Steve Harvey's manager, Rushon McDonald, that um, told me who, um, he was like, man, you should do comedy because you, you can just say whatever you want to say. And you just, you, you just, you have that already. And I was terrified. But then also at that time, I didn't know how to talk about my weight. And I'm like, to me, comedy is so truth and it was like i know i'm not that comedian that's going to be on stage thrusting the stool and legs up acting like you know like I, yeah, I'm, I'm just that's, that's not literally me. my you act to, <laughs> <laughs> you stole my closing bit <laughs> no but it's interesting like comedy is and it's the same for acting too it's uncovering that raw stuff <sighs> and yes. if you are not brave enough to do it you're not going to be successful. That's True. just how it works. You have to be brave enough to go out there, uncover, like open up those wounds, mm-hmm. uh, let be vulnerable out for all these people to yeah. judge you and whatever and, and go with it because yeah. that's like, that's what's, interesting for the audience that's what's captivating for the audience because they don't see that on the regular basis they see only the the, the, the cover the cover and the facade uh-huh. my um one of my acting teachers i love matt barry who's amazing y'all should both check him out he's okay. absolutely amazing um he's like you're paid to bleed on camera bleed on camera stop hiding he was like when you learn how to bleed on camera you're gonna be so good and and you know he's like you're great i'm just a fan of you but you just cover you cover you cover and i think also with radio it's easy to cover you have music you have songs you go to the yeah. break your breaks aren't that long like this podcast like we've had such a rich full conversation yeah. that's like- so layered yeah. And you don't have this space. Like now I'm excited. Like at first I was like a podcast, not y'all, but just in general, <laughs> because people have been like, do a podcast, do a podcast. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Cause like, it needs to be music. It needs to be, um, these A-list celebrities, blah, 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 blah. But this right here is real. I'm going to like it. I'm going to need people listening to yeah. comment on the taste on your Instagram oh, and tell her to start a podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I am. have us as a guest when you do. Oh, totally. Y'all are coming <laughs> we'll over fresh, to the we'll house. We'll get a fresh box of wine. We'll yeah. cut that shit oh, up. Oh, what? Yeah. I'll bring some other goodies for us too. Some broccoli, some Brussels sprouts. And I, know, and, I, and, I, and I know when I saw you on Monday, I was like, you'll, you'll realize it's easier than you think, you know, but it's, it's, it's therapy for us. It's, yeah. I, I love doing it. I, I, if I said this was for the listeners, I'd be full of shit. <laughs> Same how I feel about stand up. If I would say it's for the people in the I audience. I just like to make people laugh. It's like, yeah, fuck you guys. Your laugh <laughs> is the bonus. It's my drug. Exactly. And yeah. when I know how to, it helps me communicate better because for me, um, humor heals. It really heals. And when I could find the humor, like, you know, I started off with like, oh, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'm precious. I'm like, you know, your celebrity, my celebrity look like it's precious. You know, that's where I started because I literally like I deal with with weight and I deal with food. But then when I remember taking one of my writing classes, like probably like eight years after, not even eight years after, like probably like four years ago. 
it was my inner dialogue when I started letting that be my stand up. Like, you know, man, I've lost a hundred pounds. Oh, it's the same 25, really? four times, the same 25, four times. <laughs> I, just, I count it all together. And you see, that is, you know, and then I delve into, I'm you know, with you on that, yeah, exactly. I go up and down 15, 15 oh, four gosh, times a year. Do you really? I, oh, fuck. Yeah. Really? I'm, t- I'm 14, 15 pounds lighter than I'll be after Christmas. <laughs> the holidays, this I'm is a sugar, Super Bowl of I'm, eating. I'm a sugar addict. Oh, I me can't, too. I, I have, that's my thing. I'm not a drug guy. I am sweets. I am sweets. I want to have my cake and eat it too. <laughs> I want to eat your cake. Yeah, cake exactly. <laughs> I want everybody's cake because that's what cake is for, you know? And in LA when it's like, and, and I, I, like I even understand more about food addiction. You know, there's 12 step programs for food and oh, stuff. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. I did not know that till I came Overeaters to LA. Anonymous. Overeaters Anonymous. There's um, there's uh, compulsive eat. Um, yeah. I've been to those meetings. Look, LA has been a place of healing because from Houston we eat everything all the time. Like I can go to Houston for a week and gain ten pounds easy because yeah. we're eating every. Everybody wants to feed you. So this last week I was this last a trip I was super cautious about that. But when I came back I started eating everything again. I was like, golly! But again, that's the drug of choice. But now that I've been able to delve into that and reveal it and find the humor in it. Like yeah. food addicts, we don't get respect. It's not know? a shameful oh my gosh, thing I'm, anymore. I, it's like a... I so agree though. You don't... No We're having cares. a moment, Tasha, okay? About Sorry. our food addiction, all right? <laughs> Tasha, she can do this crazy thing where she can... Like you give her a, a piece of an apple pie, she can have two bites. And I go, you're a psychopath. <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> Tasha, you're my boyfriend. Like her and Adrian are going to get that. along very well. I clean my plate. I clean her plate. Yeah. I get seconds. Because it's delicious. She knows. We found yeah. we, we were putting something away and we found some York peppermint patties. And I was like, what the fuck are these doing here? They had, I had I bought like, them from Halloween. And like I intended on returning the <laughs> Halloween candy because I, we didn't get any trick-or-treaters. But I wanted to have some just in case. And he had broken into the bags, eaten half the bag. But this guy, Tasha. When your language did we break into the bags <laughs> or were the bags just there and it was candy that wanted to be devoured she doesn't understand to say this is what we do I, I understand it's an, I mean it's an addiction and, it, and you know what I, it, and uh, here's the thing mentally it's a prison it's a prison to my oh creativity because you spike and you can't you can't be yeah. creative it's, it's true that it's, sugar is not good for your brain look at Tom Brady look at Giselle Bunchen or whatever her name is they they have made lifelong careers out of eating the best for their bodies and their minds. Do you understand that when, and I'm not saying you don't Tasha, but in general with the food addiction and the the sugar addiction, because I never thought of it like that until when you realize like when food is your drug of choice, everyone is your drug dealer. Oh, Ooh, everyone wow. is deep. your drug dealer. It's also on my stand-up, Natalia.com. <laughs> but no, seriously, 8 to 80, the world is constantly trying to feed you. There's commercials. There's yes. the web. Like, everybody, I don't I, watch Food Channel. I, I can't watch thing. no damn Food Channel all day. Like, oh, that is crazy. I actually, I eat, I feel like I eat a bit, but I, sugar is not an issue for me. The way that yes. sugar is an, is an issue for Dave. Uh-huh. But um, in general, like, I... I feel like we get so much subliminal advertising about food. I can't even, if I watch a TV show and somebody walks through frame with a hamburger, even if he's not, he doesn't mm-hmm. eat it during his scene or whatever. If he's just like cooking it and sits down and then they have their little conversation in the scene. 
I I crave a hamburger. It's a physiological. You like can't a, watch a football game without just devouring. Exactly, going to the it's, movies with popcorn and like like I'm not going to eat popcorn. There's somebody listening who's good. heading home from work starving. To sorry, death. So really I'm sorry. sorry. Don't stop at McDonald's. It's a bad, bad mac call. and cheese. Yeah. You're waiting on. <laughs> well, you know, I've had to find that happy medium. But literally, once I first of all was comfortable to talk about my weight, the precious jokes is where it started and everything. By the time I got to LA and was doing stand up. I had a, a person in the audience, like people started talking to me and this one girl, she kind of talked to me about, well, she didn't say about food addiction. She ended up was like, Oh, I lost all this weight. And it was really, it was free. I went to these meetings and I was like, Oh girl, give me the information. She gave me the information. And it was for 12 step. I was like, did I just get 12 steps? <laughs> you know, you go through denial. This is not me. But then I looked at the website every day for like a week and then finally went and was like, Oh my God, I have a food problem, but I'm different. You know, it was like, even just coming off of sugar, which I'm, I'm back on now, right now, just because I didn't even realize how much stuff I did with sugar and with food. It's just like, not shamed like certain drugs. It's you not. Know I mean? Well, it is and it's not because there it's is a lot of fat, um, fat like fat shaming, mm-hmm. which, and okay, so this is another thing I'm, I'm trying to work on. Okay. Okay. This whole body confidence movement, I'm so tired of girls that are like size six and eight, lead, like in LA, leading the body confidence as of, plus as, size, as plus size yeah. women, and they have a hard when I'm they like, are less than the national the, average. Exactly. The ladies just use their quotation fingers. Yeah, together. we did. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> quotating a lot, you know. But and, 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 and I understand that. That's why. Congratulations on that Mevo deal because when you add video to this in the kind of energy that you talk to guys, you, bring, you have to it's come amazing. back. You have to come back so soon. Um, I just oh, wish totally. we had the video here, but oh. um. Totally. You know, we, we did pay you, but soon. I'm yeah, around the corner. Yeah, 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 you exactly. are. Yeah, you yeah. live so close. I'm so close, so we'll come. Oh, yeah, you'll, and, yeah, and I'll bring yeah, the boo, right too, which yeah. will be interesting. Yeah, that'll be, yeah, be fun. So when you... Okay, so I understand that we all have our own insecurities at different levels, but I'm like, it's been sisters in a size 22 that be walking around with leggings and a t-shirt, and people shame them like, oh, why you got that on? And I'm like, is that not body confidence too? Like, black women been body confidence for a long damn time, <laughs> but it's like when we wear what we want, lime green, big, whatever, it's like, oh my gosh. But then you have these movement of these these you know people who have their own issues. Let me choose my words wisely that are like a size six or a size eight. And it's like, you're upset that you're not a size zero. And I'm like, that to me is what Photoshopping airbrushing and just, um, the perpetuating of these same sizes have done to the world. It's like, I, and, and, and being like, I was one of those little kids and I didn't know that. Like, I remember thinking my underarms were so gross because whenever I saw magazine covers, I didn't know that they were airbrushed. And I was like, why do my underarms look like I I remember? And then somebody was like, Oh, those are, that's before it was so open and honest. Like we are now, but I would just think like my underarms don't look like now one of these damn covers. I never knew that they uh, were airbrushing. everything. There's even like, there's been stories (laughs) from retouchers where they say like Victoria's secret models, you know, the best bodies in the business victoria's secret models don't come with their armpits shaved or their pubes shaved or anything because they know that they are so photoshopped that mm. they don't have to right and see and i didn't know that like i don't i'm against like well i'm not a, I'm, i think every woman's pubes should be however they want them to yeah, whatever look, makes you happy whatever makes you happy but i'm like hair is there for a reason it's there for temperature <laughs> God control put us there. no seriously <laughs> it's there for um you know temperature control protection and you can always use it to floss in between your teeth <laughs> down there 
It's good, no, yeah, it's good hygiene, really. <laughs> Going down on a girl is good hygiene. It yeah. is. I've been trying to tell this to guys. Dave, we're going to make you our leader. <laughs> hey, my teeth are uh, looking good these days. They are. I was like, this, he's, a flosser. <laughs> he's a flosser. Yeah, he's be. a flosser. But it's, uh, yeah, no, because, no, but you're right, though. Like, you, I mean, but there's no, like, y- Someone's body issues aren't any better or worse than somebody else's. Exactly, and that's I, what I'm trying and, to say. And I, I mean, that's I've what got, I'm trying to say. I've got mine's twofold. It's my brain and it's my and mm-hmm. it's my body. Like in my in my brain. Um, oh, we're gonna break some break out the weed. <laughs> are you, are, for are you, medicine. Are you were all quiet about it, and I was like, just, <laughs> the medicine, the medicine. Uh, sure, because like, hey, we're yeah, wrapping we got, up. Yeah, we got like five six I'm minutes. Like, I'm having so much fun. I'm like. Yeah. Ah! Okay. Uh, no, but I didn't it's, mean to scream. No, no worries. <laughs> but look, I was literally watching the new Baywatch trailer, and I'm like, and of course you're checking out the girls, but I'm like, fucking Zac Efron's abs. Zac I'm just yeah. like angry. He's and he's a cool dude, and he's funny, and I'm just like, oh fuck this guy. And I'm just like, I'll never. I've never had. I've, I was a chubby kid, so like, mm-hmm. I feel like you are, you just are what you were as a kid. Yeah. And so like, I've got, I've still got like, so I've got the 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 um the sugar addiction kind of like mm-hmm. constricts my brain from like really being like free because you know you're actually hot but then it's also got like you know i'll have a, i'll have like four or five days where i'll i'll be kind of where i want to be i'll just i'll have my car packed with like mixed nuts and yeah. protein shakes and a ton of like brussels sprouts and then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden i'm just shaking at a taco bell or having a mcgriddle i, I mean seriously when i said i get it you were telling my story next time you call me dave <laughs> we can talk it through but it's, it's about the emotion but bubbling does, over under oh, yeah. about something else and the food is only going to make us feel better for like the 10 15 20 minutes okay five minutes while we're devouring it yeah. i don't yeah. know why yeah. i was gonna act like this meal was gonna act like 20 minutes long <laughs> you just drink till you hate yourself or eat yeah. till you hate yourself yeah but like i come from a family of like some alcoholics my mm-hmm. mom's my mom's not an alcoholic but she definitely has food issues she's a big woman and she struggled mm-hmm. with her whole her whole life and 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 actually like um that for me that's one of my my bigger things is like i wish my mom could just be just be free because you, you, I've, I've been talking about a lot lately is my family and like you just want what you can't control and i just want, well, you my want mom, the best for them yeah i just want my mom yeah. to be free of like feeling like she's not a rock star with who she is but you know what i think that each woman has and each person really has that in them and of course to varying degrees and we have to also remember i mean i'm sure your mom's like in her 50s or 60s yeah and and 50, yeah you don't have to say late 50s but they're the world that they grew in grew up in as a woman and as in what it meant to be a woman in that time and you know even now we have our different standards and we're trying to move past them but there's a lot of old thinking that we can all let go of to be a little bit freer and then also it's like where you live the people around there's so many different it's things it's probably a lot harder it's, for them yes is what i'm trying yes even i have a friend that's you know this guy friend that he's not a good fixer of stuff he can't fix and he's horrible at it and it <laughs> makes him feel insecure because he's like a man is supposed to be able to do this this and that and he grew up hearing his mom say that and you know his dad couldn't fix stuff either they hire people but i'm like that doesn't make you any less than a man but we all have the these, these little standards or things that you know these these lies we've been told or these things that ideas and they we've make been us bought feel into inadequate. exactly where it's like okay you're not good with that but you're good with this and if we can focus on, on what we're good at and just outsource the rest of it I mean, yeah. and, and just stop holding, like, I've had to let go of a lot of expectations of what I thought a relationship is or in my, oh, how it should be or how Christmas should be or this and that. Cause I had my own little story in my head and I was so upset the first three years of our relationship because 
I never really communicated my story of what it should be. You just, you to, just felt a disappointment. Exactly. Yeah. And I was disappointed in myself. Like, this is just a revelation from two weeks ago. Like, literally, I was like, oh, I was doing this to myself the whole time. Yeah, because and, instead of living in the moment yeah. and, like, f- letting things come the way they, they happen and yeah. watching them unfold and appreciate them as they unfold the yeah. way that it is in reality, yeah. you're you're overwhelmed by your expectations and you oh, end totally. up disappointed. And there's totally. nothing worse than, than totally. having expectations that just don't align or... You know, so what you mentioned, you're pretty much talking about empowerment and it's really just breathing into everybody's what what we're good what we're here for and not not, yeah, our purpose, our mission, not what we're not. Tasha could tell you a million things that I'm not and and (laughs) I'm not going to change, babe. I'm sorry. But you know, what's interesting (laughs) is that, I mean, he's, I'm just going to say I've been hanging out with them for like the past couple hours right now. And I just think that y'all are so beautiful and y'all are such a great couple and y'all have a, 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 just a beautiful aura about you. And it's not the same. Come back tomorrow. (laughs) We need this. (laughs) We all go through those ebbs and flows and stuff in relationship. But I think it's also like, I can tell y'all are good, even though I don't know a lot about you guys, because you allow yourself to be the most vulnerable around each other. Well, and we're so probably from that y'all yeah. grow. Yeah. And I'll that's say, how you grow. I'll yeah. say this. The podcast is a beautiful thing because we're probably more vulnerable on the podcast because mm. we can't. We really do air it out on the podcast. Well, it's like our th- it's like our therapy session. You, we can't. Yeah. When it's just when it, when you're on closed doors, you don't like we like if Tasha wanted to fucking flip out on me, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to yeah. share this with everybody. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I mean? But it's like we 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 have the same issues everyone has, which is exactly what we're talking about is just, you know, making sure we're not like trying to be somebody else. But really, yeah. you know, it's not me being worried about what I'm not it's me making Tasha the best at what she is you know what that's that's what I'm talking about right there that's we want the I best said. for each other that's beautiful and and when I started to stop trying to make my boyfriend what I think he should be or whatever um and started just loving who he is and helping bring the best out of that it turned out even better than ever and the same with he and I you know vice versa it was like Okay, this is what is supposed to be, and this is how it's supposed to be happening as you're, well. You're in the Sex Actually Hall of Fame for lighting a bowl while you went on a great rant. Oh, well, thank you very <laughs> much. You know, multitask. I told well, let's, you, let's I do, work well in teams. Let's <laughs> do this. In one, I want to, um, I want to share uh, everyone's info uh, before we get out of here. Oh, so wonderful! Is it? It's I, on Instagram. It's Nit- Nate, N N N E T E. N N E T E. Yep, Instagram and Twitter. N N E T E. And then you're, you got a website. Yes, it's Nate World because I. Um, Literally had somebody buy Nate up underneath me and try to charge me like twelve hundred dollars. That Dave had the have. same thing. Actually. Did you? Oh, my kindred spirit! Like food addiction <laughs> website, people stealing our names. You are my brother from another mother. <laughs> so, so my website is Nate World N N E T E World. And you can find all of my links there and shows. We'll be together on Sunday at the Virgil. I'm so excited for this show. I, you were saying earlier you had been to one there before. And uh-huh. I I had stumbled into one, too. I had, like, gone there just for a cocktail or something. I'm by myself or with somebody a long time ago. And I didn't realize it was comedy night. And it was a killer show. And it's a beautiful room. Like, some, you know, we do shows so that's everywhere. De- that's December 11th. So this comes out December... Uh, 
December 9th or today. Today's eighth, so this will come out right away. Oh, perfect! So for those yeah. listening, if you catch it in the next couple of days, come come che- if you're anywhere near Los Angeles, come check us out. Yeah, the Virgil is awesome. I don't know what their cocktail list is right now because I think they change it seasonally, but they usually have pretty good talk cocktails. They had a good spicy like lavender drink Ooh. last time I was there. So. See, this is a woman whose career is going great places because my friends, we drink before we go there. Of course, we're gonna <laughs> support the room, right? <laughs> but uh, I'll be like, I gotta get this started because. Uh, <laughs> My budget doesn't fit with Ta- my talent. Tasha has a way of knowing the most expensive drink without looking at the prices and then having me get it. That's how she, that's, that's a superpower. And then I got to get like a PBR just to level those prices. Up. <laughs> you, know, you, you don't need much, Dave. You I don't see, need that's much. a beautiful thing. <laughs> she We're literally got the simplest girl. guy in the world. Like if I need to wear a shirt for seven days straight. I'll wear the shirt for seven and make straight. the rest of us suffer. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, you got a little bit of my boyfriend in you too. I'd be like, come on, boo, come on now. We, I just, if I, you have to check your smell, it's time for you to change your shirt. I, I honestly think men don't have the same sense of smell as women do. I agree. You don't smell your own smell. That's what it is. They call. I it don't nose smell the garbage. Blind. I don't smell all these things. Oh yeah. The other day, I came home and he had just finished a podcast. Or we were just getting. Yeah, he had just finished a podcast, and I was like, oh my god, it smells horrible in here. <laughs> you didn't take the trash. I told him to take the trash out in the morning. I was like oh my gosh just two like dudes farting in the kitchen <laughs> and that's what guys are and this is why when i came in tasha i was like oh dave you need her for sure because this place is beautiful oh, thank it, you. you know it's just i it's you know a woman's touch there because my boyfriend will do the same thing as soon as i walk in i'm like you cook fish and you put that in that trash can and you did not take that out like it smells like fish and farts what is wrong and the guys don't smell it and uh, i'm like oh this is, horrible. this is horrible well, I've been trained pretty well. Every time I go through like a TJ Maxx, uh, you know, checkout mm-hmm. line, I buy three different types of candles. So, yeah, I, he done. is good on the candles. I, I just come home with candles. Like I can't smell things, but here you go, pumpkins. <laughs> See, and that is a beautiful relationship right there. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. We got to get out of here. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having. That was amazing. This was seriously a blast. This was, was awesome. This I can't been, wait to uh, do it again. This has been sex actually and fish and farts. So uh, <laughs> everyone have a great day. Uh, I don't make the world better. That's your goal. Yeah. And we'll see everybody next week. Have a great weekend, everybody.